All right. Right before we go to the message, I've got two good songs queued up here. First of all, I've got Travis Alltop and Friends singing a good one here entitled My Lord. And then I've got a congregational song from the Pleasant View Baptist Church singing All I Ever Want to Be. Then the message from the Word of God. Well, it is time to look into the scripture again. We are starting a sermon today from Revelation chapter number 21. We're going to start reading in verse 23, read down through the end of the chapter, verse 27. So Revelation 21, verse 23 through 27 for our text, for our message today and the next few days. Now, I'm preaching on this subject. I've titled it, Are You in the Book? Are you in the book? This is part of our RUN series as I preached it a few nights in a row here at the Island Ford Baptist Church. And so this is the third sermon in this series. First one was entitled, Are You In? And then the second one just entitled, In the Family. I could have said, Are You In the Family? And then now on this series, Are You In the Book? So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Revelation chapter number 21, verse 23. Revelation chapter 21, verse 23. The Bible says, And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Well, we can rejoice. We know what that's talking about. That's talking about home for us. We've never seen it. We've never been there. But our citizenship is there. And we're headed there one day. Amen. Verse number 24. And the nations of them which are saved. There's the key. Which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. I want to preach on that last phrase there about the names that are written or which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Well, in this text that I looked at here today that we're using, I said that we're talking about the city of God. We'll say a little bit more about it as we go on. There's things about that that are yet a mystery, to be honest with you. We don't know uh, all the details of it. It seems pretty mysterious, pretty amazing. Uh, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and yet this city, John sees it coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And so there's a lot of symbolism there, a lot of, of uh, beautiful picturesque language that are used talking about that city. But the important thing is that not everybody gets to go there. There's a select group of people that get to inhabit that city. He says in verse number twenty. Let's see, verse number 24, I emphasize that the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. 
Verse number 27, he says, there's some that's not going to be there. There shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth. Amen. I'm glad there'll be no perversion in that city. Amen. I'm glad there'll be no child molestation in that city. There'll be no thievery in that. There'll be no lying in that city. There'll be no adultery in that city. Amen. There'll be no sin. Hallelujah. What a wonderful, wonderful promise that is. There shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. But here's the crowd that's going to be there. They which are written in the Lamb's book of life. I recently started a sermon, preached a sermon uh, on a Sunday night a couple weeks ago. It was a topical sermon I entitled, Are You In? And then I dealt with the scriptures there talking about being in Christ and in the faith. And I used verses that we all know. Like 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Romans 8.1, Therefore, there is, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Which walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And so we see in those, he's talking about being in Christ. He said in 2 Corinthians chapter number 13, verse number 5, he says that we ought to examine ourselves to see whether we are in the faith. And so I used those phrases and, and took a, a sermon, preached a sermon that played on that word in, talked about being in Christ. Are you in? And then last Sunday, and I didn't intend on this being a series, but that's how it's running at the moment. Uh, last Sunday I preached on, uh, the, the fact about being in the family of God. Amen. And I started off with 1st John chapter number 3. And he's talking about the uh, the Father and Him giving us, making us His sons, Amen. Calling us the sons of God, Hallelujah. And so we're a part of the family, and we dealt with that and spoke about that a little bit in detail. Now today I want to pick up on that, and I want to preach about being in the book, Amen. Being in the book, that's what he talks about here. Those whose names are written, or they which are written in the Lamb's book. Of life. Amen. And so as I think about that, uh, notice that these verses that I read to you is speaking primarily about the city of God, as we said already. That's, uh, he, John calls it the holy city, New Jerusalem. Matter of fact, if you'll look back there at verse number one, look at it if you will. John, or Revelation chapter 21 verse one, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Amen. And so he saw this new heaven and this new earth. And he saw this new Jerusalem. Jerusalem being the capital, the capital city of Israel, but really the capital city of the world. In our Lord's kingdom. Amen. And he deals with that uh, uh, city here very much. I, I wrote these things down about it. This is an eternal city. This is an elaborate city. This is an enormous city. This is an elevated city. Some people don't believe it actually touches earth. As you read it, he sees it coming down. Some people think that it's suspended between heaven and earth such as the moon is, and that people have access to heaven, to the third heaven, to then 
to there or to uh, the earth. And I, I don't know about all of that, but uh, that's, I can see their connotation and the, the Scriptures looks like that. Maybe what it's dealing with is an elevated city. Even if it's not elevated above the earth, it looks like all the world can see it. And all the world is amazed, amen, at that city that God has made as a bride, which represents the church, by the way. That's what the church is, is the bride of Christ, adorned for her husband. Amen. But not only is it all those things that I talked about, eternal and elaborate and enormous and elevated, but it's an exceptionally exclusive city. It's an exceptionally excluded city. This city has walls. This city has no trespassing signs, if I could say it that way. This city has the means of keeping, and actually it's going to be a vast number of people outside the city walls. There's a vast, we find it in the text, a vast number of people who cannot enter into the gates of this city. Look at verse number 8 of chapter 21. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars which, or all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death. Amen. He said there's a crowd going to be excluded from the city of God. And he lists them. Fearful. I'm glad we won't have to be afraid. Amen. The unbelieving, those that refuse to accept the grace of God. The abominable, and there you go with all kinds of wicked sins. Murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers. And that could be related to drug pushers, by the way. Amen. Idolaters and all liars. There goes the political crowd. There goes the weathermen. <laughs> Amen. Matter of fact, there goes the whole world except for the grace of God. Because we even come from the womb speaking lies. Isn't that true? That is. Amen. So we see, in other words, my, my point that I'm making leading up to my thought is that wicked people will not be allowed into that city. But they will eternally be consigned to their part in the lake of fire which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That's their part. That's where they're going. Now, that coincides with verses in the chapter previous. Look at chapter 20. Of course, you know this great white throne. He sees that coming down from God out of heaven. Look at verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great. That means prestigious and not. Stand before God and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. That's plural. According to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. Looks like their works had been written in those books. Right? Look at verse 14. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. You see that corresponding exactly with Revelation 21 verse 8. Now look at verse number 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Amen. So we see here that 
It's blatantly obvious to me that the deciding factor about who goes to the lake of fire, who goes to the eternal city, the deciding factor is based on whether or not they are in the book. Based on whether or not their name is written in the book. Amen. And that's what I want to preach on today. Amen. I want to preach on being in Christ means we're in the family of God and it means we are in the book. Amen. Thank God. So allow me, if you will, just to point out three main points of interest and probably not be very long. Let me mention three things. First of all, I'll mention the books. Books, plural. Revelation 20, verse 12, he talks about uh, the, the books were opened. The books, and they're judged out of the books, the things that were written in the books. You see that again and again in the text that we read there, Revelation chapter 20. Now, I've heard all kinds of declarations about what these books might be. And uh, by the way, it's supposition, particularly because it's not spelled out in particular. Uh, but the books that would be opened at the great white throne judgment. I have actually myself speculated that it might be the 66 books of the Bible. God's going to judge us based on what He said. Not based on what we said. But Lord, search the book again. I thought my name was there. Doesn't matter what you thought. Doesn't matter what you said. Lord, I told everybody I saved. It doesn't matter what you said. It's what's in the book. It's what's in the book. And I've wondered if it might be those 66 books of the Bible. By the way, that is what God's going to use and base His judgment on. Amen. What He said in the Bible. But I've also wondered if these books might not represent our individual lives. I've based that thought on the fact that God talks about a book of remembrance. You don't have to turn there. I'll read it to you. Malachi chapter 3 verse 16. You probably remember this from our study of the book of Malachi back a few years ago. Malachi 3.16, Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. Look, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. It appears to me that God deputized a book of remembrance to be written and kept for his perusal. He would look through it at his Times that he'd like to do that for those who feared the Lord and who thought upon his name. I was thinking about that just uh, going along with that theory. Just recently I read in a book by Guy H. King. He wrote this book back in uh, 1948 entitled, the book just entitled Brought In. Brought In. And I, it's, I'm using some of those thoughts in, in this message. But here he based the supposition. He believes that each of these books represents individual lives, that there's a book of all of of each of our, I should say it that way, each of our lives. And here's where he bases that on. If you will turn, you can see back in Psalm chapter number 90. Psalm chapter 90 and verse number 9. Psalm 90 and verse number 9. He's talking about God... Dealing with our sin, he said earlier in this about a, a, a thousand years in thy sight is but yesterday. So, and, and Peter used that to talk about a day with God says a thousand years, a thousand years as one day. That doesn't mean that each day represents a thousand years. That really represents the fact that time doesn't mean much to God. God's not bound by time. Amen. But when he's dealing with that, we think about the end times and he talked, 
He goes talking about our iniquities, verse number 8. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. In other words, you know everything about us, Lord. Look at verse number 9. Here's why. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. What's that talking about? That's talking about a book. My life is like a book before you, God. You read it. You know the beginning. You read it. You know the end. God, you know all about me. My life is like a book. Amen. My life is like a book. And so, Mr. King said this. I wrote this quote down because I thought it was very good. He said, quote, It is as if in the working out of our lives, we were automatically writing it all down in a book. You've heard people talk about, and I'm going to stop just a minute from his quote. I'll get back to it. You've heard people say that when they come near death, have a near-death experience, they said, it's like my whole life flashed before my eyes. You know who recorded that, don't you? You did. You recorded it. Your mind recorded those things. And God's going to bring something out of the grave, and God's going to use something, amen, in the judgment. And I, here's what I believe. Our own mouth will condemn us for our sins. Amen. Let me get back to his quote. He says, quote, It is as if in the working out of our lives, we were automatically writing it all down in a book. Every year a chapter, every day a page, every hour a line. We begin to write long before our little fingers can hold and handle a pencil. And in between page one and the end, all will be recorded. All the good, all the bad. And when it is completed, it will, as it were, be placed on the shelves of God's library of biography, awaiting the opening day. John said, I saw a bunch of books there. I saw books. I put in the word bunch. I saw books there. And they're judged out of those books. Amen. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.